This is CliffCentral.com. Um, so the boys have completely destabilized me, these frankly speaking boys, because they went over and now I'm just like flustered playing hip hop up in here. It ain't my normal thing, but I'm Pumi Mashiro. I'm in the new time slot, still getting used to it. I didn't think my, my show was up and then it was like, oh! <gasps> It's time to run into the studio. It's six minutes past six. You're tuned in to six minutes past six. It's only past 11. Calm down. Calm down. It's only six minutes past 11 and you're tuned in to Womanda. Sure. So it's the day after everybody yesterday, everybody and in, in, everybody's timeline, everyone was going International Women's Day, International Women's Day. But I think it's one of those days that we're all talking about women in the workplace. And more importantly, we're saying, how far have we come? So I thought an incredibly novel way to celebrate International Women's Day is not to talk about women in the place of work, but to talk about women in charge of the place of work. I'm talking about entrepreneurship and I'm talking to some fabulous lang fabulous lang in fabulous young ladies who are actually co hosting the show with me today. And I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Who wants to go first? I'll Not all at the same time. <laughs> well done, girl. I'm gonna suggest, you know, we can do it at this. It would sound like that rap song that was playing before, actually. It would yeah. sound like that. No, it'll destabilize me. <laughs> no, it'll destabilize me one at a time. One at a time. Okay, I am Zuziwe Mkwanazi, co founder and director of Unorthodox, which is a PR and media group. Got it. Okay, and I'm her better half. I'm also a co-founder of uh, an Orthodox PR and media group. I'm also a director at Arigo Investment and also a director at Arised Concepts. So, no, you're not her better half because we're all holes. (laughs) (laughs) Making a bigger hole. Making a bigger and better hole. So, welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. And before we introduce... Our guest, mm. what's why are you even here? Why am I have I invited you again? Because you host a breakfast for young entrepreneurs, yes. young female entrepreneurs, young female entrepreneurs. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and why you started that. Well, coming into business, Siba and I, we just jumped into the deep end, basically. And there were quite a lot. Because there's a shallow end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah, we, we didn't sort of you know, paddle from the shallow end to the deep. We sort of jumped into the deep end. And so from the place that we were working at, we always had discussions with other young female entrepreneurs about certain challenges that we faced. And so we decided that why don't we actually have uh, a platform and a network where women can come together and discuss these issues and find ways to solve them together. Women always talking. Yes, always, always talking. talking. But, funny but enough, we don't do anything about the that, issues. I was That's about the to thing. say that. And we're always talking about the same issues. And I'm that person. I know I was speaking to my colleague last week. And I wanted something from him. I'm like, I need this, I need this, I need this to be done. I hate talking about the same thing over and over again, but then nothing is practically being done. Yeah. So we are like, you know what? We might not know much about this, but we do know the problems that female entrepreneurs are facing and we can do something to solve it. So let's see what we can do. Let's solve it together. Basically, let's do something practically. So how do your breakfasts help? So you host these breakfasts and you... In Newtown. No, not in Newtown. No, Maboneng. Maboneng. Maboneng in Newtown. No? <laughs> Just so you know how old I actually am. 
So you host this breakfast at Maboneng and people have to RSVP, but they're free. They are yes. free, but okay. they're limited to 55 women. Limited to 55 women. Yes, but they are free. Like are you people ageist? So if I RSVP <laughs> first and then you're like, oh, sorry, 36, you're not coming. Hmm. Yeah, oh, so you are. Got you. <laughs> We're going in that direction, actually, because initially when we started the breakfast, it was supposed to be for female entrepreneurs. And then we saw that there's a certain um, type of entrepreneur that's rising, and that's the female youth. And she often doesn't know where to go. She's like us. She doesn't know where to go. She pays for things that she doesn't have to pay for. And uh, there's just there isn't a support structure. There isn't another person that you can go to. And I mean, if you look at our female entrepreneurs that we look up to, they are absolutely amazing. They've done some of the most amazing things. But I can't relate to you yes. because you experienced what I was experiencing 20 years ago and the climate wasn't the same. Now the environment has changed completely. You know, we've got social media. We've got all of these pressures that we now have in society. And you didn't face that back then. So in as much as I can aspire to be, you can advise me. But we're not rocking the same boat, if I can put it in that way. And we had been to a few um, women in business events. And it was sometimes a bit overwhelming and daunting. Mm. Yes, you would have a, a big personality presenting, but you don't relate to them. So we wanted to create that platform where you can actually relate to the people that are there. So you can actually um, exchange and share stories and the challenges that you face. So what do you actually do here? So you have breakfast. Yes, yes. we have the, the And breakfast. you have a bunch of young people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What else happens at these breakfasts? Um, so we have panel discussions, and that's actually how we met um, our other guest that's on the show today. <laughs> Was this not color? We have these panel discussions where in the panel discussion, we then don't worry about age because it's more of... How do we tackle certain things? We are now trying to, um, we're trying to understand their journey. We're trying to get advice from them. There we go. Oh, English sometimes just goes away. <laughs> so we're trying to understand their journey and see from their experiences how we can then adopt those experiences for our businesses. So we have these panel discussions. And through these panel discussions, the most amazing things um, happen because now you now know the panelists a lot more than you thought you did. And somehow you can link them back to your business. Because in as much as we can talk, but what's practically going on? How can we practically help each other so that you make sure that by the time you get out of that breakfast you've left with something tangible that you can apply to your business so the thing about language makes me real you know raises something for me i think everybody in the country is talking about language so we can't not talk about language just we can't be left out on that but i know of a lot of opportunities a lot of breakfast a lot of get-togethers a lot of networking mm. and they are primarily for black youth right okay. mm -hmm. so because everybody's kind of going bee -E, mm. yeah. so that mm. it's a big buzzword in business mm. is this a thing for you guys or are you just about black women black no. women or are you no. just about young women it across every spectrum you know you can be indian you can be green you can be purple <laughs> we don't care um one of the things that i BEE plays its role, but I think for me how it was implemented, it wasn't well thought out. And I don't blame the people that have implemented it because we all have to start somewhere and we refine the product. That's actually how I feel about South Africa at the moment. The things that are happening now are things that are supposed to happen because I view the country as a 21-year-old that's going through a transformation. So you have to have hiccups in order to learn from your hiccups and then grow. So one thing that my partner and I feel very strong about Zuzi is the fact that you can't sideline people 
there are always experiences that you can get from different types of people. Whether that person is white, black, female, Indian, colored, it doesn't matter. They have walked a path that you have not walked. So therefore, they can advise you on certain things. So we're not saying that this is a breakfast for black young entrepreneurs. No, black female young entrepreneurs. No, we're saying that it is a breakfast for youth female entrepreneurs. So if you are pink, you are more than welcome to come. If you are purple, come please. We want you. Because the whole point is that it's not BEEM giving you an opportunity. No, it's about what we can learn. It's a skills transfer. I keep on saying that name wrong. I wonder if I have it right. Skills transfer. Yes, I have it right. It's a skills transfer. What, what do you mean? mean? What do you, okay, while we're on the, let me just make sure that you're using the right word. What do you want to say? Without using a buzzword, what exactly are you saying? Uh, well, basically, that word was explaining what I was saying before that there's always someone who's experienced something that you haven't experienced. So you don't have to go through that experience, which is what actually motivated our breakfast as well. The things that we've experienced. And we realized later that we didn't have to if we had a network of people. Ask before you pay for certain things because trust me, everyone wants your money out there. So ask, do I have to pay for this? There's somewhere <laughs> where I can get this for free. Everybody you, wants your you money. You want to build that network where you're like, guys, um, you know, I need this to be done X, Y, and Z. And we're like, oh no, because in our industry that we and we run a corporate PR company. So in our industry that we, we go to a lot of events, we get invited to a lot of things. There is a lot of information that we know about. So we know certain things you don't have to pay for. Certain things you can do yourself. But then you're not going to know that if you're a newbie or if you don't have this network of women that's a support structure to you. So I'm going to let you, Zuziwe, introduce our guest. Okay, our very esteemed guest. I always use that word to introduce her. <laughs> and it makes her shy. No, because she is. She's an amazing woman. She is. She is not Olo Kasana from Energy, Z, Energy House ZA. I'll let her introduce herself and just tell us more about what she does. And please don't be shy because you're like superwoman. I haven't stopped talking about I know. I met you. Please don't be shy. I'm just happy the audience are not seeing me turning red right now. I'm just very happy. If you never thought it could happen, I'm sitting across the table from a black woman that's blushing. Pumi, thank you so much for having us on your show. Uh, Siva and Zuzi, thank you for the opportunity. Um, as Zuzi said, I'm not Olo Kashana. I'm the founder and MD of uh, Energy House. After working in the corporate sector for just over 15 years, um, uh, I decided maybe it's time. I've never seen anyone really creating a legacy lasting wealth working for someone else. Maybe it was about time that I think about my unborn children <laughs> and find a way to um, not leave them what my parents left me, but leave them something that they could live with. Energy house. Not all. Yes. What did your parents leave you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Other people's parents leave them around. So I'm just making sure. Good I, I didn't come from that generation. You're sorry. Um, yeah, Energy House, I worked a bit in the renewables uh, sector, building wind farms in the Eastern Cape. I was mostly responsible for socio-economic development in the communities where these wind farms were being built. And then I saw an opportunity for building off-grid solutions for companies and municipalities 
using different forms of energy like turning medical waste or waste to gas. And then I found an amazing business partner who was more technical than me because I do not have an engineering background, but I knew this is something I could do well uh, because I could sell you something you've never seen and you would pay me a premium for it before you even see it. Mm. So mm. it was about time I put that <laughs> skill to use. Uh, and uh, so you're a saleswoman. <laughs> I think an undercover saleswoman, actually, I could say. I call it business development. This is the thing that these terms, girls. Uh, so Rendani and I started this company early last year. Um, I, uh, he started working on his profile and everything while I went on a six-month sabbatical, just getting some rest. And then we came back and started um, checking who would be interested, who will be the market. Then when we realized there is a need, we found a technology partner from Slovenia. We worked on uh, localizing the technology. Then we realized it takes long to build renewable energy projects. So, and the money um, we had saved up was really um, running out. Yeah, was running out. So this we, is the problem of every entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we started taking the consulting part of the business very seriously. Um, uh, uh, used our previous networks to see who we can support on designing um, sustainable socio-economic development and enterprise development solutions for them. And we have one or two clients that uh, give us a really healthy retainer so that we don't need to worry too much about paying bills mm-hmm. and while we're building our long-term projects on the side. So that's what we do at Energy House. Right. This is the quality of panelists y'all are having out here. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. We are serious about things. You don't know. <laughs> Sounds like you're serious. So you were on one of the panels. Yes, uh, a, a former colleague from an IPP I worked for, independent power producer, uh, knew Siba. And when she was looking for somebody, a woman uh, doing something in the energy space, Vusi recommended me. And I have an undying love for young people. I move everything on my diary <laughs> when young people ask me to do something, especially women. And I'll tell you where it's coming from. I was an only child and I longed to have an older sister. When my mom decided, uh, you know, uh, she will not have another child after me. So I didn't have either an older or younger sister until uh, my later adoptive sister, I think 13 years later. I, I, I made a vow. I will be the older sister I always longed to have. I will be that. And I, I, I make sure there's a, a, in my time, I budget for plowing back to young people, even if it's not material, just mm-hmm. my time. And the appreciation I get is mm-hmm. more, is enough payback for me for, for what I invest in them because I didn't have it when I was growing up and I want to be it to others. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where mine comes from as well. I'm the youngest child though. Maybe. I just want to help everyone out as well. Maybe it's not thinking back on it. No, it's not the same, Siva. I'm a big it's, sister. It's, it's really not the same. Please, please talk to her. It's not the same. But so, so tell me, what for you as a panelist was the experience like of being at this breakfast, being on a panel, being in a room full of incredible, vibrant, energetic young people who want to get into business, being a person that had transitioned from corporate into business. What was that like? I was humbled. They are courage. They are guts. They are magsy. They are fearlessness. I was 
absolutely humbled by these young people. I said to one of the panelists, actually a guy, I forgot his his name, I think Sanele. Sanele. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I said to him, if I had the courage and confidence and guts you have when I was 24, mm. I will be a billionaire by now. He's 25. That, Wow. Yeah, 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 that's what I said to him. Uh, I mean, he, 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 he really, really opened my eyes on what do you do to work around blockages in the system in mm. order to get what you want? Yeah. He yeah. even said he was prostituting himself, but he <laughs> contextualized it there so that we don't get any funny ideas. He did, <laughs> but he, he, he was amazing, but I was impressed. Um, uh, by the level of, 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 of focus, the sense of peppers amongst these young people. And I was like, this country is in good hands. This country is in amazing good hands in spite of everything else that is happening around us. And working forward. So you girls are saying we wanted to be tangible. We wanted, it's not just mm. a talk shop, mm-hmm. this thing, mm. you know, what, what are the, <clears throat> the tangibles that, that you believe are coming out of the breakfast that you've hold it, mm. you've hold it? No, no, no. Help. English. English. <laughs> My goodness. Guys. Yeah, I'm not the only one. Yeah, Thank you. English, English never, never loved us. us. <laughs> not our mother tongue. English never loved us. But what are the tangibles that you have seen coming out of the breakfast you've already hosted? Mm. And what are you forecasting for what's coming next? Okay, so what... We were actually not looking for money, but we indirectly <laughs> got money through hosting the paper. So we're one of the beneficiaries of something that we also created. So we're obviously a PR company, so we are then able to get retained clients. This is now from, from our side. Uh, we're able to retain clients from the breakfast that we host in a way that we wouldn't be able to reach them. Number one. Number two, for them, it's a network that's built up. So remember, you have someone who's coming in who runs their own branding company. You have someone who's coming in that's an event manager. You have someone who's coming in. Um, once we had this lady, she started a tech company three years ago, and now it's worth more than $1 million. So we had her coming in. And, and depending and, on which day. Yeah, valuing that company. <laughs> yeah. It's either 12 million on or 16 day. million. <laughs> Tell <day>. me about <laughs> it. <laughs> on the day, it was valued uh, more than $1 million. And for her, she obviously had an, inter- she had international exposure. She wasn't a speaker on the day. She came as an um, attendee. So she had international exposure that the other ladies could learn from. So it's not just you're coming to the, it's, it's very good directly for your own business because you meet someone else who's a potential client. Um, also, when it comes to networking, you know where to go, what to do. You know time wasters that you can cut down because how we structure it is that we focus on a specific industry bi-monthly. So in between all of those months, we then have workshops. So we just recently paired up with a lady called um, Heather. So Heather's going to be running our workshop. So how it's set and how it's structured is that we focus on a specific industry. The last industry that we focused on was energy uh, when we had Osis Nokala come on. And then the, then the second breakfast would then be a workshop. So then the workshop then only focuses on startups. So how to start, where to go, what to do certain things, how to speed up the processes. So it's in between the panel discussions that are industry related. We have a workshop that tells you exactly how to solve the problems in your own company. So those are the tangibles that you walk out with, things that you can directly apply. It's not one of those 
let's talk about how I felt as a two-year-old when I had no power or whatever. No. <laughs> Let me apply this thing now. Because I don't like that. I'm just that kind of person. I don't like that. And we've been talking too much. And unfortunately, when it comes to other things, like how, con- how our country's ran, we talk, 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 and we say, 2020, this is going to be achieved. But what are we doing right now, practically, to make sure that we achieve what we set out in 2020? And what have you learned specifically out of the experience of putting these things together as as a business person yourself mm-hmm. um, that you think other entrepreneurs that come to the breakfast will learn? I mean, I would say opportunities are endless. Mm, yeah. With the industries that we've had uh, for the breakfast, it's something that I would never have thought mm. I could go into. Mm. But now I'm actually considering it, knowing what I know now. Of the, especially with the, with the energy industry, mm. it was very, very intense. And I always emphasize at the breakfast with the panelists, okay, if I wanted to have a stake in this industry tomorrow, what mm. is step one? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do now? tomorrow mm. to, to, to have a stake in that industry? So I would say, um, for, 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 for people who want to learn, get something from their breakfast, I, I would say that opportunity as well. You, the endless opportunities and you're going to learn how to, to sort of have a stake in that industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's things that you might not even have thought of. It's like, um, I know one of our biggest breakfasts that we had last year was focusing on mining. Mm. And, you know, people think that you actually have to own a mine in order for you mm. to form part yeah. of that value. Mm. No, you can you have don't. a cleaning company. <clears throat> You're like, okay, my cleaning company is doing really, really well. You know, we're cleaning for Celsi or whatever the case might be. But you want to grow it. Grow it from a small cleaning company to an industrial cleaning company where you can go and go clean at mines. You can go clean for, for logistic companies. So it's exposure. Every time you're exposed to someone else's different industry, it doesn't mean you have to stop doing what you're doing. No, you're just seeing how you can grow in that industry because you have to constantly grow. The moment you get comfortable, that's when you know, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to stay there. You honestly have to be uncomfortable all the time. And that's coming from a person, I don't like being uncomfortable, but I've had <laughs> a renewal of the mind where now I worry when I'm comfortable. I'm like, no, 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 I'm being redundant. Something's, Something's going on. Mm. I need to constantly feel like, hey, I think I'm losing my mind because that's when you become the most creative. When you're at your brokest, when your back is up against the wall, <laughs> you become creative, man. There's nothing that you can't do with that one rand you might have in your account at that point in time. So you need to be uncomfortable and you need to be exposed. You always need to constantly learn. And for the breakfast, that's what it exposes you to. Different types of people, different types, um, different walks of life and different industries. You have to. Women in business is what we're talking about. I'm Pumi Mashekho and I have in studio with me. Zuziwe. Jack Pella, just give us your Twitter handles. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you about oh, the yeah. Twitter handles. There's Twitter. There's Twitter handles There's so Twitter. people can tweet you and whatever. Give us your Twitter handles. It's at Miss Zuzi. Oh, Miss Lucy. Miss Lucy. Zero Z I. So mine is uh, at Sesmani S. So it's S E S M for mother, A for Alpha, N for Nelly, I for India, and S for snake. And um, our company, Unorthodox, so you're going to find more information about the breakfast is at PR Unorthodox. As I spell Unorthodox. 
Oh well, I hope you. <laughs> Yo, you'd be surprised. I think if, if you're trying to start a business and you can't spell the word unorthodox, you have many problems coming your way. But we're talking about women in business. We're talking about a breakfast held for youthpreneurs, a youthpreneur mm, yes, breakfast yes, yes. for women. And you know, it's the day after International Women's Day, so we're out here. And I've got. Do you have a Twitter handle? I do, even though I'm a novice to Twitter, I really have a phobia for it. I, I, when I eventually go, I just retweet people because I feel only highly intelligent people are on Twitter. It is Zamangwe for ZA. You know, the ex-post affectors. Z-A-M-A-N-G-W-E-V-U-Z-A. Zamangwe. From the energy sector, and we're talking about, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Young women versus old women, mm-hmm. old school, new school, mm. women in general working together, networking, and how how we can make sure that those millennium development goals, those yeah. restructured development goals, are, are actually going to pay dividends for us. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Oh, yeah. We're all about sharing stories so we can share that dollar. I think one of the things that for me is in the part in the last half hour that that is a very powerful thing is about networks. It's about the networks that you create and how you can grow the business that you are in, in the networks that you created. Just because you are in cleaning or you are in whatever doesn't mean you have to stop that in order to realize opportunities in a different industry sector. I'm Pume Mashekho and we're talking about women entrepreneurs. More importantly, we're talking about youthpreneurs. I have in the studio with me the two co-founders of Unorthodox PR. (laughs) Did you hear me say that right? Unorthodox PR. And they are the hosts of a youthpreneur breakfast for young women. The next breakfast is happening on the 17th of March. Oh, we've had to change it. Sorry. You've changed the date. Okay, so yeah, when's the next? Bre- with all the holidays in March. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. had to move it. Mm. So when's the next breakfast happening? On the 2nd of Second April. April yeah. So on the 2nd of April, where in Maboneng? What's the, what are the details? Give me the details. We'll talk about them again before the end of the show. But your next breakfast is when? On the 2nd of April, where? It's at Open Workspaces. It's... um. Say uh, a workspace for entrepreneurs, but it also double, doubles up as an event space. It's at it's the main change building, fourth floor, Maboneng Precinct, corner Kruger and Main Street. You won't get lost. <laughs> you won't get lost. You won't yeah, get it's lost. From eleven until two. From eleven till two, and how yes. does one sign up for this breakfast? You go on our Facebook page. Um, there should be a link there. Click on the link. You RSVP. You put in all your details, and that's it. Because it's free. But then it's limited to fifty-five. So. You must be quick. You must be quick about it. Yeah. Only 55 it girls can only come in. Only 55, only. Do you have to be an entrepreneur already? Do you have to have your own company? Do you? Are there like barriers here? Or can I just be a girl that's listening in today and thinking, I really want to start my own business one of these days. I'd really like to go in there and start having a network of women like this. Mm. How do you, you know, does that matter to you? Preferably, we want uh, people that are already entrepreneurs. Um, or you can be a professional thinking about taking a leap. Um, in the past, with the breakfast that we've hosted, we've realized that since it's also limited to 55 <coughs> women, that some people are just, ah, oh, let me just see what's going on. Can you have a definite purpose with coming mm-hmm. as well? You know, we really want people that are serious about practically doing things because that's why we host workshops and it's not just talk shops. 
Mm-hmm. It's a workshop. So when you are coming to that workshop, essentially you're wasting your time. If you're just still thinking, ah, ah, I don't know, let me see. No, you must be there to want to do something. We are doers. That's what we are there to do. <laughs> Walk in there with the purpose. Walk there in there go. with the purpose. There but I think go. the thing about networks, and this is every woman for I don't know how long. I'm mm. All my working life, I've definitely had this thrown at me. Um, and networks in particular, that women don't work well together. Mm. Mm. <sighs> that, that's always a, a topic of discussion. And I think we dispelled that myth in the first breakfast. Uh, people always talk about this, I, I think, just to put women against each other. Mm. But I think we work mm. very well together emotions aside mm. though mm. most of the time yeah yes. yeah but that's but that's you must critical. put emotion yeah what you're saying is so critical because also in the business world whether you're male or female it doesn't matter you must be able to put your emotions aside even in your relationships at home i'm not married i don't know about these things but in order for you to think objectively and long-term emotions aside yeah emotions aside it's 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 business mm. that's my favorite saying Emotions. Okay, <laughs> y'all are young girls. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm going to let grown folks talk about. <laughs> see, see what she did there, Pumi. <laughs> I'm going to let the grown folks talk about this for a minute. No, no, no. Do you think it's possible to put emotions aside when you are in business? When you are a woman. Um, very few. <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Very few women have been able to master that art, especially. Our generation before the born freeze. The born freeze, both male and female, are found are much more mature than us. They've been exposed to things earlier. They're a little bit more resilient than we are. And they're able to separate issues and move on with what they agreed to do in the first place and deal with other things that are not part of the business later. Um, I um, From my experience, um, my generation is not very, very good with that, especially females, mm. to put emotions aside. Ah, guys. And mm-hmm. money, that's I just, just want to put it out here to say, for me, money is very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> for me, money is very emotional. I have, a, I have a client who tells us, who always, she's so funny, and she's always telling us that her mother always used to say to them, to her and her siblings, mm. um, that, and she's one of four girls, so they're like, five women in the house and she used to say her mother used to say it's the 25th today I'm getting paid I've got a very short temper so that is very emotional for me yeah. and, I, you, you know, and I am one of those people that doesn't believe that emotions should be set aside mm-hmm. by women in particular mm-hmm. I think that the emotions are what makes us stronger as business people because it allows us to be empathetic mm-hmm. it allows us to see opportunity that's beyond just the rents and sense of mm. it. So I, but Pumi, you mm. have to be in control of them. Yeah. That's, you that's really difficult. have to manage mm. them well. Mm. You can't, for example, I've seen you get too emotional in a business argument. You lose before you start. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very cunning about where to play emotions, mm. where they're going to be of benefit to you because more often than not, they're not of benefit to you in a certain context. So and you have to have emotional intelligence about your own emotions. Mm. And what Sisrakal is saying is, is something that we've also found within our dealings to say that her generation, they, they, they find it hard to separate emotion from objectiveness. And then that's the situation that we're put in when we go to meet with an older woman about business. First of all, you walk in and Zoo and I are both the same size. It's unfortunate that you're on radio that you can't see, but we're very short. We're about like 1.4 meters. So it's you can okay. Imagine. When you click on the link, you're on. <laughs> we're going to put our pictures on the Instagram. 
<laughs> so, you know, it even starts in, and I'm very sensitive to my environment. It starts from the moment you walk in the door. You can see that this person is trying to put on a poker face, but you can just see past that poker face. But uh, this, I'm here to waste my time. But anyway, let me do what I can because I know once we open our mouths, then it's going to be changed. So what this is not called is saying it's so important in the sense that you get into a room and then especially, sorry to bring race into it, but if it's a black woman, you get into a room and then she, she almost feels like, I don't know, her defenses are up. Okay, what is she going to tell me that I don't know? I'm older than her. What is she going to bring to the table that I can't do? You know, these little kids need to know their place. Without her saying it or choosing very specific words, that's the uh, uh, that's the the place that you find yourself in. And then I guess that makes us harder as one. Well. So how do you deal with it? Um, I think it's just realizing that you are business counterparts <laughs> at the end of the day and emphasizing that. Um. I know that sometimes the African hierarchy complex can be transferred to the business place, but it has no place there. Even if you are my boss, we should keep it professional. You cannot um, just dispel whatever I'm saying because, no, I'm young. No, we are business professionals. We are business counterparts. So my opinion would matter as well. Mm-hmm. But I think with, especially with the emotions part, we are setting up ourselves by saying we expect it to be emotional because once you are not – um, you, you're seen as being cold, but you're just mm, being assertive, mm, really. Because mm, mm, people would expect you to be, um, have empathy to, towards whatever situation they're having because you, you're female. But no, I'm just not an emotional person. That's just <laughs> it. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but then people just, just assume that you're just cold and, and, and cold unapproachable. And exactly. <laughs> we are allowed to say that here. <laughs> so how do, so how do you, how do you empower, you know, do you feel that the network that you're creating has been able to break down some of those barriers i see the friendship that you have amongst Mm. yourself um do you think it's because you've been given this opportunity to engage each other Mm. in Mm. that way with the network that you're able to then have this friendship that Mm. you have because like you know Mm -hmm. i know we had the big sister conversation but i think the three of you from from my just watching you when you arrived and the way that you are with each other there's a definite sisterhood and friendship there that that doesn't seem to care mm. about the height <laughs> <laughs> or the age i i can tell you one thing sisnotolo is like a breath of fresh air right i haven't stopped talking about it <laughs> we go again no she <laughs> is because our, your, our expectations is that okay she she's the successful amazing woman she's she's going to be cold she's going mm. to you know, have this hierarchy thing. But no, she isn't. She's very easy to talk to. She's very willing to help. Mm-hmm. And we want the breakfast to be a place where women like her um, would come to us and, and be willing to be that mentor and mm-hmm. that, that person that's going to be involved and empower other young women. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, in the long haul, I, I think that's... No, Carla, how do we get that right? Mm. I mean... You- you hear the girls say when you walk into a business environment and it's an older woman and the mm. African hierarchy thing and the you know, and the mama and the sissy and the auntie yeah. comes into the room with them. How do you think for older women in business that can be broken down? For me, it all comes to insecurities, actually, Pumi. Once you've gone a journey in your personal and business life mm. that has really refined you and your character and where you reach a, a point, actually, in your journey where you like, 
I didn't get here on my own. It is not really my own strength that got me here. So you get to understand that you are comfortable in the value you bring to society or to business. And you have such a teachable spirit that you know you can learn from everybody. Mm -hmm. So you don't size people before you know them. Once you reach that point of having dealt with your own insecurities. So when a person comes in, you know how you've quantified the value you bring. Mm -hmm. And you know that unique sweet sport that nobody can do it the way you do it. Mm -hmm. And once you're comfortable and have confidence in that, whoever comes for collaboration or for help or for assistance or for, for partnership you, you because you're so comfortable in yourself whether you're going to be part of it or not but you respectfully give people an ear mm-hmm. because you you fear nothing you 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 you, you don't you, you you secure in your position in who you are whether mm-hmm. you are in a business as an employee or uh, you own your own business but it all comes as, especially as far as women are concerned but men have an issue with this too mm-hmm. it's difficult to deal with an insecure person especially when you yeah. come as if yeah. you've come to ask for something mm-hmm. or you might be a threat to their position mm-hmm. so um it, it it's all about just walking your own journey and being comfortable in the value you bring to society mm-hmm. and just respecting people no matter the race, the age or everything, because your teachable spirit will tell you, you can learn anything from yeah, anyone. Yeah. But if you don't have that internal values driven leadership within you, then you're going to have issues with people. Mm. I, I, I always tell people, uh, don't disrespect or undermine a person you don't know. Mm. You have no idea what they're carrying for you yeah. that will lead you to the next path in your destiny. And it's all about respecting yourself and respecting other people. Uh, wow. But with yeah. insecurities, then then th- the, the waters get really muddy. So my co-hosts are letting me down. They're letting me <laughs> ask all the questions. No, no, no. I was getting there. I was getting there. I'm still warming up. I'm still warming up. You have okay. taken a long time to warm up. Longer I'm than here, a Datsun. I'm here. I've arrived now. You've arrived. <laughs> the show can start. Longer than a Datsun. <laughs> the show can start. <laughs> so, Sister Kolo, you mm. mentioned two things, and it's one of the things that I wanted to bring up. Um, you mentioned the role of men, and you also spoke about mentorship. So I don't know when, with what I've observed, it seemed like men are more uh, prone to being mentors. They put themselves out there that I can mentor another young boy. Well, because when an old man mentors a young woman, okay, that's another social <laughs> issue, for another show. But have you ever seen it? And maybe I don't know. You've you've had better interactions. Why is it that as um, older women, they 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 don't. Not that they don't want to, but they're less likely to mentor a younger woman. Are they, or is it my imagination? Am I being emotional? Not really. (laughs) Not really, Siva. But what I've experienced personally, women generally have more pressure on their time than men. Hmm. Because they're sisters, they're mothers, they're homemakers. uh, And they bring, unfortunately, whatever baggage you carry, you don't leave it aside Mm. and deal with work. Mm. So there's so much pressure on their time. It's really, really difficult to actually dedicate some time to mentorship at times unless you really have a strong connection with the person Mm. and it's a person you know. I would would try and stay away from generalizing about it because there's some amazing, amazing women I've seen out there like Umamwendi Luhabe who really, really dedicate time for mentorship, make time uh, in spite of their busy schedules Mm. for mentorship. Um, It it, it all 
it all depends on that chemistry being created mm. between the potential mentee and mentor. Mm. And uh, but I wouldn't generalize. It also then leads me to, to my next question. You see a lot of successful um, female entrepreneurs only start that journey later on in their life. Is then also related to the fact that they've got other things to take care of, like their husbands, their kids. I, I would say so. I would say so. I mean, a book I read recently really opened my eyes as far as uh, leaning in. Um, it's I think it was written by the CEO. Uh, yes, yes. Facebook CEO. Charles We have, especially in our African culture, we haven't learned to break cultural barriers and learn to partner effectively with the men in our lives as mm. women. We mm. haven't gotten there where your traditional roles of this is what a woman does, this mm. is what a man does. Uh, first, you bend them a bit because mm. you can't break them that quickly mm. um, and mm. eventually break them actually and see in this partnership who has potential to really go far quicker for the benefit of the family mm. and allow the man that space of supporting, but it depends on the kind of man you have in your life as, as well. well yeah. mm. But it, it, it is the reason. Choose wisely some, girls. <laughs> it is a the word reason. to the wise, choose wisely girls. <laughs> I, I, I cannot emphasize that more actually Pumi. Somebody once said to me, you know, Knox, the person you marry has the ability to either delay your life by mm. 20 years or accelerate mm. it. Mm. So the wrong decision could delay your life at least by 20 years. Mm. And that frightened me. Uh, because I can be... Because you'd already made the decision <laughs> and you didn't know if it was being prolonged or... <laughs> I, I'm not... No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no no comment. <laughs> I'm just... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, parking lot. <laughs> Let's park <laughs> that one. It, it, it's another debate altogether for another day. <laughs> Just from these brief seconds, how much Zoo and I have just learned from Sis Nokolo. What she just said right now, Zoo and I are both uh, not married and we're very, very far from it. I yeah, think. I don't very know. Far. Very far. <laughs> very far. Very <laughs> far. You know, God is amazing. Who knows? Let's not put a, a, a limitation on God. But from, from this interaction, this couple of seconds or, or minutes uh, that it's been now, how important it is what she's just said. So that's why we need to we need to help one another and not mm. have this oh no she's young or no she's older she yeah. won't take me seriously. There's so much depth and importance that you can learn from that. Especially if you don't look at things from a surface level and delve deeper. Mm. There's a lot that she mm. said. There's something that you're gonna hear and then there's something that you're really gonna hear. You know, that's so important. And then Pumi, I wanna turn that question around on you. That exact same question that I asked to Nokolo. Ghana, what was the question? Oh, I was too busy listening. listening to that. <laughs> I was busy listening to the answer. <laughs> Might you have a different perspective on um, mentorship when it comes to older women, younger women, males and females, how they do it, that interaction? Hmm. It's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. No, but you, you, you see, the thing is, I work... In various industries, it's so crazy. I, I, quite a, a number of different things that happen in my life, and the thing, and I've never known about what now we see, which has actually become an industry. This mentorship mm. thing, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's become an industry yeah. again. And mm. the, it's a show for mm. another day. We're <laughs> coming back, but I, but I'm I, you know, I I look at it and I think about it and I think about the relationships that I have. In the various industry sectors that I've been involved in, mm. and I've I've had male mentors, if it were, and I am clear, 
about the the time of women mm. that the time of women is so it has so many things mm. when you girls arrived what nobody else knows is we were, we were supposed to have another guest with us in the studio and she's the chief executive of um, business women's association and this morning she had a family commitment which she didn't have when she agreed to be here but mm. she has to then make yeah, she has to honor it like she's the chief executive and yeah. she still then has family drama mm. to take care of and 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 that for me has over the years of working has become such a big thing mm-hmm. um all the listeners know about my son <laughs> sometimes you know about my yeah. son yeah. i had, I had I a do. meeting with you and had to leave because <laughs> i have to fetch my son and take him to swimming and yeah. you know but all of those things have made me very much realize the importance of support structures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Support structures. So true. You know, so if I need my dad to pick up my son, if I need my mom, if I need, you know, it's it's all about all of those things. And mm. the thing about networks and relationships, mm. and I'm very lucky because I also have a lot of friends mm. who are all aunties <laughs> and uncles. In mm. And they play their role. <laughs> ah, they play their if role. if I then mm. have to drive to Portchipstrom for whatever reason, and mm. I'm not going to make it back in time to pick up the child, I have at least five people. That can do it. And and that's another part of why the woman-to-woman mentor is so important mm. for me. Because I think the woman-to-woman mentor, nobody's ever going to tell you that mm. men have success because men have wives. Mm. Yeah. That, that's, that's true, true though. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Because, because the expectation if you're a career woman is that you're also a superwoman. Yeah. You can do it all and you can do it perfectly. Yeah. But Which you is can't. utter bullshit. It is. <laughs> can I you think, say that on the show? Mm. Yeah. Why <laughs> did you say it from the beginning? Ah, uh, busy holding back. Why didn't you say it from the beginning? I she did you mention knew. it. This is on <laughs> radio. We're uncut and uncensored. Yeah, the, the formula for a <laughs> successful career woman is a feminist man. I the feminist man. Yes, you must have a feminist husband. Which, if you haven't read the book yet, ladies, if you haven't read the book yet, you must read Chimamanda Ngozi's book. Which one? Everyone should be a feminist. Oh yes, yes, oh, wow. I've heard about that one. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, oh, wow. if you haven't it read it yet, you should. So that's that's just my thing about. It's interesting the title of the book because I don't know. I just don't believe in that whole feminist thing. But again, that's a show for another. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, I have my interpretation for everything. So we should never be. It's, it goes back to the BE. We should never be pro-black and sideline all these people. We should never be pro-female and sideline. Oh, it just seems. But like you do understand that pro together. anything. Does not necessarily mean, mean that anti, you're anti, yeah. anti the other. Mm. Being pro one mm. thing doesn't make you anti the other. Mm. Just saying. Okay, I saw that on Facebook. Just a moment. I'll, <laughs> I'll educate myself on that. So, Pumi, it's funny that you mentioned um, that you're in different industries. So, do you ever feel like at any point in time you might be displaced by someone younger? Does that pressure ever come to you? Does it ever come to mind? I know a few females feel no. that. Never. No. Is it because you're comfortable? Or are you always on trend with the times? Mm. No, because it would be horrendous <laughs> if there were no young people coming in after me. I so agree. <laughs> it would be horrendous, young people. So for me, why I have you on the show, why we have these conversations is because I think, damn it, the more people we can bring into the environment, the bigger the, the cake. Yeah. 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 You know, the the yeah. bigger we can make this cake. Mm-hmm. I, it would be horrendous if no young people came in after me. But I'm not going to be working. I, I can so relate actually mm-hmm. to what Pumi is saying. I remember my previous job, the first advice my boss gave me. If you want to succeed, Knox, in this job, hire people 
who more experienced than you, who know better than you. Mm. And who I couldn't are younger follow. and more energetic. <laughs> I couldn't follow his advice though because of my developmental nature. My entire team was younger than me and they were less experienced because uh, somebody gave me a chance too mm. and I wanted to give that to mm. someone else. It made me not meet my KPIs on time at times, but I had a long-term goal, mm. you know, mm. that somebody took a chance on me. It is my responsibility to take a chance on someone else. And for me, I think just the, the experience. So for me, the diversity of experience mm-hmm. is far more important than, and that's why I want young people around me. <laughs> anyway, they have far more energy to run around. Think differently. <laughs> And think differently And that's the thing for Mm. me If we're going to make it happen If we're going to make it work If we're going to make the Mm. networks happen But also Zoo I don't know if you agree with me here But we need to as the youth Also realize that There is a place for the older generation we're the Amen to instant, that. you know, gratification thing. I want to do it now. It's going to work. It's going to work. I want results now. Oh, I don't need them. What do they know? So we also need to have a mind shift. And my favorite scripture, renewal of the mind. We need to also say, okay, we need those people so that we can form an ecosystem. We mustn't just, okay, no, we buy ourselves. We know everything. We've got Twitter. We don't need to spend money advertising, blah, 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 all these things. We need to realize that there's a dependence. It's a dependence. We are in an ecosystem and we need to work together. And one thing that I can teach you as well is patience. Because you can look at what they have and think, oh, no, I really want that Porsche next year. But no, it took them about 15 years to get it. So they can actually take you through their journey and Mm. teach you to be patient in order to get that end result. Mm. Mm. So I think, yes, incorporating both the older and younger generation is is key. I have one more thing. If you haven't figured it out girls if you haven't figured it out with each passing day y'all are getting older too. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> and I'm it's fine <laughs> but the point of that though the point of that is that you youth is not infinite mm. youth is yeah. not infinite yeah mm. with each passing day you are a day wiser you are a day older mm. you, you are yeah. a day closer to to that thing that you're like can't <laughs> we we have we have two minutes left we have two minutes left and when i look out i can see the football show guy there's only there's, hi guys there's only two there's only two of the masses that should be here <laughs> your mic is off your mic is off no no your mic is off <laughs> but just two minutes okay one minute duncan tells me very quickly again unorthodox breakfast for youthpreneurs you've got to be you've got to find a way that says women youth and what right, right. it's got to be like woman which is like yes power <laughs> to the girls <laughs> when is it where is it and how does one sign up it is on the 2nd of april it's a saturday 11 to 2 at Maboning Precinct, um, corner Krugan Main at Open Workspaces. And you can sign up by going on our Facebook page at Orthodox PR. You'll follow the link and then you'll just register your name, email and free of charge. Thank you for coming, girls. Thank you very much for coming. One last time. Ne? If you want to follow the girls, I'm Pumi Mashekho. You've been listening to Womandla, but I've got the unorthodox PR crew here and mentor extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She's in renewable energy. Yep. Siva? Yes. <laughs> Turn off your mic. <laughs> Add someone with ZA. Follow her. 
she's got advice. She may be retweeting for now, but I promise you in a couple of weeks, she'll be giving I'll out her there. own piece of advice. <laughs> at Zuzi. At Miss Zuzi. Oh, Miss yes. Zuzi. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Zuzi. M-I-S-S-Z-Q-Z-I-E. Aha. Yes. Follow the girls and. Oh, my mic is gone now. Okay. <laughs> Sesmani S. So it's S E S M A N I S. You've been tuned into Umandla. I'm going to sign out with a, a very old song, girls. It's very old. It's we Dolly Parton. Oh, wow. But, but, <laughs> I love the song. I love the song. It's called Nine to Five. I love the song. It's called Nine to Five. And in 1980, it, she yeah. she made the song for for the soundtrack of a movie of the same name. And mm-hmm. it was about girls who were in a typing pool back then, getting into the world of work. If you listen to it closely, you'll see the issues are still the same. Okay. okay. See you again next week. Womanla. <laughs> This is cliffcentral.com.